So we conclude our stewardship series from the Michigan District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod on this commitment weekend. And the theme is discipling grace-filled givers. So please take out the sermon notes that have been prepared for you. I got enough heat two weeks ago to get sermon notes for you. We look at 2 Corinthians 8, a church model of grace-filled givers. We read, Now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege sharing in this service to the Lord's people. They exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then by the will of God, also to us. The basis of our stewardship is always the grace of God. God's grace has been defined this way, G-R-A-C-E. In your notes, God's riches at Christ's expense. God's grace was not cheap. Don't ever underestimate it. God asked his only son to come to earth to be a sacrifice for us. Jesus was taken captive by Jewish leaders, falsely accused of crimes he did not commit, taken to Calvary to be crucified as a sacrificial lamb of God. See, Jesus died on that cross to rescue us from the eternal death penalty that we deserved. He did it so that we could be forgiven all of our sins and spend eternity with him in heaven. So Jesus shares his blessings with us, and then he sends us also as ambassadors to share that grace with others. In your notes, the grace for one then becomes grace for all. In 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing about a church that models good grace-filled stewardship for us. And again, Paul says, Now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Now, these were churches like Philippi, Berea, Thessalonica, Colossae, and all those in northern Greece. And he continues, In the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy, their extreme poverty, welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, then by the will of God, also to us. Right here, Paul is talking in this section about a time when he appealed to the churches in Macedonia to help with some funds, some funds for the saints in Judea, who are very needy. That's the setting. And it's interesting that Paul, in his missionary journeys, he heard the voice in a vision for him to come over to Macedonia to help them. In fact, Paul was going away from Macedonia at the time. And he receives this vision. And he turns around. And he goes to these churches in Macedonia. And he helps them. He ministers to them. And now Paul is asking them for help. 
Paul is pointing out the need of the church in Judea. He's asking them to respond. That's a beautiful picture of what God expects out of congregations. God prospers a church in order that it can give to others. And the greatness in a church is what a church gives. We're not to be a savings and loan institution. We are a church. As God blesses the church, we're to pass that on in mission and ministry. So we look at six grace-filled characteristics of this Macedonian church. In your notes, number one, the Macedonian church gave out of much trial. They had severe afflictions. In fact, Paul says they had a great ordeal of trials. In your notes, number two, the Macedonian church gave out of deep poverty. One of the most interesting phrases in the Bible is right there. Their poverty, their extreme poverty, welled up in rich generosity. And in your notes, number three, they gave beyond their ability. Paul shares that they not only gave as much as they were able, but they gave even beyond their ability. And number four, the Macedonian church gave willingly. They gave entirely on their own. And in your notes, number five, they viewed giving as a privilege. They, they wanted to give. They pleaded, Paul says, they pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the saints. And number six, the sixth characteristic of the Macedonian church is that they gave themselves to the Lord. And looking at these six outstanding facts about the church in Macedonia, I want to share with you a grace-filled formula. A grace-filled formula from these churches, a stewardship formula, biblically based. We can apply that to our own lives and to our church. So when you know step number one of a grace-filled formula is the Macedonian church had the right attitudes. And the right attitude produces, in your notes, step number two. The right attitude produces right actions. And because they had the right attitude, they began to act right, and the right actions then provides step three in your notes, God's blessings. Three steps. Right attitudes, right action, and God's blessings. So we apply these three steps to our lives so that we can experience also God's blessings. Step number one, first of these three attitudes of the Macedonian church that is grace-filled. On the back of your notes, giving is a matter of priorities, not a matter of problems. It's a matter of priorities, not problems. And it's obvious when we read chapter 8, verse 2, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy, their extreme poverty, welled up in rich generosity. These Christians in Macedonia had severe trials. They had afflictions, and they gave not according to their personal problems, but they gave because it was a priority. One of the first things we learn here is that if we are not careful, we can look at our personal problems or maybe the problems of our congregation, and we'll allow these problems to keep us from being the stewards that God wants us to be. The day that we allow our problems, by the way, how many of you would have a problem right now? 
If you have at least one problem in your life, raise your hand. They're not sitting beside you, are they? No. The day that we let our problems control our stewardship, the stewardship of our time and talents, like God, I must have too many problems to give extra to that. I have too many problems to give my talents for the church. Then we're going to limit ourselves. The church at Macedonia, they had severe trials, yet their problems do not limit their stewardship. Their giving was a matter of priority, not of problems. The second attitude for the church in Macedonia, in your notes, they looked at giving as a matter of willingness, not a matter of wealth. A matter of willingness, not wealth. They saw that their giving did not come from how much wealth they had, but rather from a willing attitude. See, stewardship has nothing to do with wealth. Whenever we have a stewardship program, some people are saying, ah, the church only wants money again. God is more interested in your willingness than he is in your wealth, or even how much money you have. Some people will always share with the pastor, Pastor, if I had a million dollars, I'd give half of it to the church. Ever hear that? One pastor heard that for about the hundredth time. He said, well, if you had a half million dollars, would you give half of it to the church? Sure. If you had a hundred thousand dollars, would you give half of it to the church? Sure. If you had five hundred dollars, would you give half of it to the church? Wait a minute. I have five hundred. That's too personal. So the attitude, if I had a million dollars, I would say I'd give half of it to the church. Number one, attitude, giving is a matter of priorities, not problems. And what, number two, giving is a matter of willingness, not a matter of wealth. The third attitude for the church in Macedonia, in your notes, is they looked at giving as a matter of opportunity, not a matter of obligation. It's a matter of opportunity, not obligation. The people in the church of Macedonia looked at they're giving us such a great attitude because it was an opportunity. And they were begging Paul for the privilege of sharing in this stewardship program on behalf of the saints, fellow church members in Jerusalem and Judea. So with these three attitudes, you really have a spiritual church in Macedonia. You know, very few times have people been knocking on my door and saying, Pastor, please let me increase my weekly commitment to the church. Or please pass the offering plate one more time. We're not leaving until you pass the plate again. Paul said to the church in Macedonia, who had nothing, even in their poverty, they pleaded with Paul to have an opportunity to give. In the box is a key message to remember. God is not interested in what you have. It's not how much you have, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. It's okay to be rich. It's okay to be poor, but God is interested in what you do with what you do have. Attitude number one, giving is a matter of priorities, not problems. Giving is a matter of willingness, not a matter of wealth. Giving is a matter of opportunity, not a matter of obligation. And these three attitudes, they produce step two in our formula. Three actions are grace-filled. When your attitude is grace-filled, then your action will be grace-filled also. So look at what the church in Macedonia did. Actions followed their grace-filled attitudes. Number one, Paul says, action number one, they first gave themselves to the Lord. That was the first thing. They gave themselves to the Lord. 
See, their stewardship was a spiritual issue. The secret to stewardship that the Macedonians, Macedonians settled this issue in your notes, the issue of lordship. When you're struggling with who is number one in your life, who or what is Lord, then faithful stewardship will always be a struggle. People who have not let Christ be Lord in their lives are only going to nickel and dime the kingdom of God to death. They're going to be miserable all the while, and they are driven with the attitude that giving is an obligation, sort of like paying your taxes. If Christ is not number one, giving is a real struggle. Second grace-filled action in your notes number two, where Paul says they gave themselves to Paul. See, they gave themselves to us, to the leaders of the church in Macedonia. They not only settled the lordship issue, but in your notes they also settled the issue of leadership. And Paul told the Macedonian church about all those needs of the church in Jerusalem, in Judea. And the people said, Paul, you are our leader. Sure, we will give. They settled the lordship issue. They settled the leadership issue. The third grace-filled action of the church in Macedonia in your notes, number three, Paul says they gave them according to their ability. They could give according to their ability because, and you notice they had settled the issue of love. And when you have three grace-filled attitudes, producing grace-filled actions, as the church of Macedonia did, then God blesses them. Step number three, we conclude with two of God's blessings. Paul says in your notes, number one, the grace of God was given to them. Paul is saying to the Corinthians, because of your grace-filled attitudes of the Macedonians, because of the grace-filled actions of the churches in Macedonia, the grace of God was given to them. Number two, Paul says that they were given the ability to actually give beyond their resources. This is a pretty powerful blessing that God gives. In Macedonia, the churches gave beyond their own individual ability. How can that be? How can you give not only according to your ability, but even beyond your ability? Let me illustrate. At a gathering of 50,000 people in a football stadium for an evening worship service, each person entering was given one candle. The lights were turned out in that large stadium when one single person lit his candle. It could hardly be seen. The darkness overwhelmed it as a single small candle. But soon 500, then 1,000 people lit their candles. Then all 50,000 lit their candles, one after another. And the light from 50,000 candles radiated throughout the entire stadium. All were letting their lights shine. When the Macedonian churches let their lights shine, they all together were grace-filled in their actions, having settled the issue of lordship, the issue of leadership, the issue of love. The grace of God was given to them. They were given that ability to give beyond their individual resources. So may God bless our stewardship program here at St. John as we all together have the right grace-filled attitudes, producing grace-filled actions. Do you get it? Say, got it. May the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.